Welcome to Opening Me. This is Saratova Beck. We are in the days up to and including Chayelo. And what we want to focus on and ask ourselves the question about is how much, how much light do we have? How much do you personally have? Um, how do you get more light? Would you like to have more light? We're talking about uh, deep spiritual, emotional, soul light that you can spread out into the world. And what would you do with it if you understood how much you have? And and where is the source of it? Where is it coming from? These are a lot of questions. And how do you become a source of light? Okay. With that in mind, then one other nukuda here, which is that we're going to learn the Mimer Parshas Kisava Chai Elo Tavshin Lamed Gimel, which was 1973. Right, 1973. Uh, no, probably, I'm not sure whether it was 1972 or 74, 73. I have to think about it. So, um, probably 1972. Okay, so here's the, here, here, here's the process that it's based on. And when we talk about Parshas Hi, Elo is almost always connected with Parshas Kisava, either on it or before it, or it's always connected with it. Because as we said last week, Parshas Kisava means coming home. I finally came home, but home, real home. I arrived. I'm here. This is it. I'm settled. I belong here. It's mine. I can now really do, now I can sit back and relax and use my talents. Enough wandering. I've been wandering for generations and generations, and when I finally get to my home, then I can explore my talent. I can be musical, and I can be um, talented in crafts and in all kinds of things. I can have many, many talents that I don't know about. And I can start to use my talents to illuminate the world. When I say I, I mean the the Yisrael, the Jew, that represents all Jews, especially Jewish women, when we finally come home, and we uniquely know how to create that sense of home anywhere, when we, Parshish Kisav, we come home to the land, to our place in the world, and we finally will come to Eretz Yisrael with Mashiach, then it will be unbelievable to see who we are as Jewish people and whom we can become. Everything that we've been until now as a nation is just hints at whom we will become. That was just most of it, the dark side of what we're really destined to become. So when we do that in a personal way as well, realize that, as they say in the vernacular, you ain't seen nothing yet. We you haven't seen anything yet about your potential and about the potential of Klal Yisrael. So it takes coming home and getting off the, the, the rack race treadmill wheel where you're on the road, on the road, traveling, trying to get somewhere, and finally re- reaching home through Chayelo to be able to start to expand what you have accessible to you and what you have in potential. 
and really start to open up, as the Rebbe says, all of those areas, those talents in those areas that you didn't even know you had. And all those that no one would even believe that you have that are so concealed that even you don't know about them. All of those start to blossom when you finally come home. Parshas Kisavim. How do you come home? Chai Elul gets you home. The Baal Shem Tov and the Alt Rebbe get us home. They take us off the road. We're journeying on the highway of life, of history. And it's a difficult road. It's a really difficult road. And of course, we know that the Baal Shem Tov came along, was born exactly 50 years after Gezeiros Tachvitat, after, um, was it Gezeiros Tachvitat? Yes. Gezeiros I shouldn't say it with that tone of voice. Horrific, horrific decimation in I guess 1648, 1649. Horrific decimation of the Jewish people. Hayalotia. 50 years later, the Baal Shem Tov came along to a absolutely destroyed Jewish people who were so more than battle weary. The journey of Jewish history became so oppressive and so impossible at that point that everyone just was ready to give up on some level. As it says, as Baal Shem Tov was born into a time when we were just faint, comatose, couldn't do the trip anymore, couldn't do the, the march, you know, the march of the living, couldn't do it anymore. So the Baal Shem Tov was born exactly 50 years later to whisper into our ear our name to arouse in us an entirely different kaya that comes from a totally different frequency that gives us a whole new way of, a whole new journey. And then, of course, the Alteret, this was in 1698. And then in 1745, um, the Alteret was born. And same thing, the next stage in this evolution of bringing us home. Bringing us home all the while that we were still in Gullis, 1598, 1745, that's still Gullis, last time we checked. And yet, as much as they could bring us home to the end of the line, to the end point of the journey, and pull it into the journey, as much as they could, they did it. Through the day of Chai El. So, that's the connection with Parshat Kisa, but that's a little bit of the connection. Now, one more thing. This minor was said in, as we said, in the year Tushin Lama Gimel, in the early 70s. This is um, the time of the beginning of, the beginning of, of, of girls' vultures and yeshivas. So, the early Lamas are the time of the establishment of new homes, new pockets for homes for Hashem in the form of this first called Shiva Yeshiva for women. And that really catapulted the whole world home. It was a giant step forward because the women are the homemakers, a Akarasabayas. So if you take 
all these women who did not have official, right, Torah education and bring them from really having a deep understanding of life and bringing them to it to learn Torah, then what you're doing is taking all these akarasa biases and spiritual akarasa biases, you know, foundation, the, the women being the foundation of the world, connect them up to Torah. Essentially what you've done, you've brought the world home. You've started to create a very powerful home for for Hashem and for all people in the world, a very holy home. And that would come from saying a major piece is through the opening of all true yeshivas for women. Exactly at that time. Okay. So let's look at a few words of the Mimer. The Mimer is based on um, Yeshaya. Um, actually, that's Tyra, Parshat Kisabai. And the Mimer, and we won't do word for word, I'm just going to read the words of the Pasuk. Kumi Ori Kivarech. Come, um, stand up, um, I guess, like Kumi Ori Kivarech. And, and shine, because your light has come. Now, by the way, I'm going to say that um, that really applies to the opening of the Balchur, the yeshivas for women. You know, your light, your, your light has arrived. And stand up and shine. That was a very powerful moment in history. Talking about Tafshin Lamed Gimel, the early Lamed, extremely powerful moment and um, continues to be powerful. And this is now not just for them, but this is a call every chayel to us. Stand up and shine. Your light has come. Your light is coming down from above. Grab it. Come a source of illumination. And the truth is, the fact that um, your light has arrived, is the reason that you're being told to stand up and shine. Makes sense. Because the fact is, if you have nothing to work with, how can, how can someone tell, how can Hashem tell you, through Yeshaya, to stand up and shine? What am I going to shine with? No, no, no. We sent you a whole new shipment of light. Ah. So, by the way, so on Chai Elo, we're getting a little background information about Chai Elo. What happens on Chai Elo every year? A new shipment of life, light arrives to your soul, which then permeates your mind, your heart, etc. Especially when you learn Torah and you connect yourself to the Bible and the rest of that, that shipment of light arrives at your doorstep, you know, uh, two-day shipping, right? The shipment of light that arrives that's uniquely for you and that arrives on Chai Elo, you want to be able to use it. One in there. You don't want to walk with your friend and say, no, I've often had the experience where well, companies, they've never seen your package, they said it did arrive, and then I thought, oh, oh, boy. I always thought that was somebody else's boss. Been sitting there for weeks, and I thought, why don't they just pick up their boss? And all the time, it had my name on it. So we don't want to do that with the light that's being shipped to us, delivered to us, custom made, 
on Chai Elul through the Baal Shem Tov and the Alter Rebbe. We don't want to ignore it. So we want to connect ourselves to them, their Tyra, the Tyra, etc., the days of Elul, the king in the field, all of that, so that we notice that a new shipment of light has arrived for me. And then I want to take it into my heart, my soul, etc., and then combine it with some tools to be able to make it into a lifestyle and then be able to take it out into the world and shine that light into the world. That all comes through Chai Elul, the highest of the month of Elul. And of course, because it's connected to a very deep and beautiful relationship, I am to my, to beloved, to my beloved and my beloved is to me, Elul, I, I, I love Hashem and He loves me. That, and it, and it's all just on the heels of the 15th of Elul, which was, or the 13th of Elul, the wedding of the fifth generation of the previous Lubavitcher Rebbe with his Rebbeson, bringing about a wedding of the Jewish people with Hashem in a way that was more powerful than before. So we're talking about a lot, a lot of good stuff being sent to us all in this day through this day. So Hashem says to the Yidden that because to the Jewish people, um, he says, because your light has arrived, your light, the light of the Jewish people, so therefore you need to use it. Obviously, let's just say, and Hashem doesn't send light for nothing, and um, and it's not a great idea that when he sends us light to not use it, because it, it goes somewhere, and we want it to go in the right place. So when you get it, kind of Hashem saying, hey, guys, when you get the shipment, open it and use it right away. <laughs> to be, you know, this is perishable. You know, I was just looking at it. My husband bought a bunch of kombucha drinks. At, at Walmart, I'm sorry to be so mundane, and they're really good, but they need to be refrigerated. So how do you get them when you don't live in the country and you don't live near Walmart at all? How do you, and you want to buy them at Walmart, how do you, are they going to deliver them in refrigerated trucks? Maybe, you know, I'm so naive. But it's perishable. So even if they do, if they have some system where it's, on dry ice, I cannot, I have to be home when the shipment arrives. I'm going to get a box with a case of kombucha, quite perishable, refrigerated drinks. And the refrigeration is good as long as they put it in a shady place for about an hour. I can't wait, leave it there for a week and then pick it up. It will be ruined. So perishable light, when Hashem sends us a packet of light, a new, brand new packet of light, that's somehow connected to the new light that's going to animate the world, this Rosh Hashanah, but my particular part of that light, he's sending it to me, it has a shelf life. It has a shelf life. So... um, we want to understand, well, first of all, 
as soon as we get it, we have to stand up. Therefore, we have to take the light and stand up and shine the light. Perishable. Use it right now. Good. Okay. So what's the question here? What are these two lights? The light of the Jewish people and the light that they're supposed to shine. Or let's say it in a more personal way. The light that was sent to you, right? The light of the Jew and the light that you have to shine. Aren't they the same light? Who's, where is this distinction? Two different lights. So we can understand it because it says in the Yalkut, yes, in the Yalkut Shimoni, there's the Pasuk. Um, yes. Um, I think that's in, in Tehillim, Lamed Vav. And who was it? The Nitla Rebbe? That was saying that Pasuk? Was saying Mimer on that Tehillim? Ki imcha mekorachayim nechayechayim? For with you is the source of life, life, nechayechayim, from the life of life. And when the Nitla Rebbe came to the word chai, he left the world. So, and up. So, this is a very powerful posik with you as a source of life, and, and then obviously the light. So, it's, there's a whole explanation in the Yalchid Shimoni about that concept. That we said to Hashem, we made, we made you a menorah at the time of Maishravenu, and we carved it, but, and um, and I guess we we used it. We made in the time of Shlema, and from now, and that that Menaira in the time of David and Melech, it it went out after a while. The one of in the time of Shlema and Melech, it also went out. We want now a different kind of Menaira. We are waiting for your light, Hashem. The Menaira light is not going to be enough. What's your light? Because with you is the source of life. In your light, we will see light. I get it. I want to see light. Who feels like walking around in life and looking at, listening to the radio, listening to the news, not knowing what's going to be? Everything seems so dark. Help. Give me your light. In your light, I will see light. I open my eyes and saying the other day from a masculine point of view, look around and it looks very dark. But if I am standing in the circle of your light, Hashem, I can be standing in God forbid darkness and I will see light. This is Chayelo. I will see light. And so Hashem said, okay, in this conversation, okay, I get it. Hashem is saying, you're saying that you look at the world, it looks very dark, but you know that when, but from my point of view, it's light. And so you want to be in my light and you'll be able to see light while you're standing inside of my light, says Hashem. You'll look at darkness and see light. Okay, good. Therefore, I'll tell you what to do. Kumi oiri kivarare. Come and illuminate. Stand up and go out and shine because your light has arrived. You're not here the Ding dong, the bell rang, they left the package at the door. Your light has arrived. It's Chai Elo. Ding dong, your 
light has arrived. And so this idea of kumi uri kivarech, stand up and shine your light because it has arrived, it's like the idea of in your light I see light. Just picture those two things. In other words, we're saying, Hashem, when I'm surrounded by you, I see light. Okay. So just picture that scenario. When I'm encircled by Hashem, I see light. That's one concept here. But the other concept is this directive to us. One is just saying, Hashem, I see light when I'm standing in your light. Oh, great. Okay, nice. And then there's another thing here, but that's a, a directive to us. Do this. What's the do this? We're being told, stand up and shine. Because your light has arrived. The one is just a statement about, I feel better in your light. The other one is Hashem says, Nunu, stand up and shine. The light is here. So we understand both of these, they're expressing something about my light, your light, Hashem's light, the light that will animate the world in Rosh Hashanah, all of this. And so we're going to do a little bit more here. The Friedrich Rebbe says in his minor, you know, with you as a source of light, in your light I will see light, this idea. So really, believe it or not, this one pasuk, this one line, tells you four different things. It tells you about life. It tells you about the source of life. It tells you about your light, your particular light, and it tells you about life in general. And really, these things kind of, they start grassroots and they work their way up. Because when you're talking about life, you're talking about the godly highest, the godliness, the, the, the godly life and light that's in the world, that animates the world. Called Namalikal Amin. Um, and the fact is, when Hashem encloses himself in the world, it's, it's in so many, the light and the light is in so many billions of different forms. That's why it's called Chaim, you know, plural, because so many billions of, of every single creation has its own kind of life force and its own life. So that's the most basic thing when we're thinking about life. Source of life is embedded in everything in the world. Now, light itself. Now, what about, where does all this light that's in every tree and every branch and every telephone and every shoe and every boot and every car and every gas station, what's the source of, they all have light? So where do they all get it from? You know, where's the pump that pumps the light? What's the makar chayim? That's called, it's not called mumale kol I mean, the light, the, the, the light within the world. It's the light that hovers around the world. It's the, it's the miraculous light through which we see big miracles. So that's a little bit higher. It's not the one in the world that you kind of know it's there, but you can't find it to see it. Then there's the light above the world, the source of light. Then we come to Orcha, your light. And then, um, which means Hashem. Now, what does Hashem's light look like? Torah. That's what his light looks like. Torah Or. Um, it's higher even than Saizah's call. Amin. 
and 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 I get to see light through your light, Hashem, that's even higher. You know, there's Hashem's light, your light, Hashem. And then there's the light that I see from that, that's even higher. And if the fact is, your light, Hashem, is just a preparation to the light that I will see. Right? Obviously. If I stand kind of in the shadow of Hashem's light, I'm going to see an unbelievable light, and part of it is my light or my potential. So if, if I really allow myself to tune into it, it's going to be even more, for me, awe-inspiring than all the other things. This is whom I can be. Through Chai Elo, on Chai Elo, very powerful thing. But we'll do another little piece here. So, I want to understand, what's this big thing about Hashem's light, or your light? Um, so, let's just conclude with the following. As it says in the prophet, we just want to imagine, I don't know if we said this already, but not to review. Yes, it's a review. Imagine two realities, two rooms. There's the room, um, which is a very dark place, you know, very just problematic and dark. And when somebody steps into that room, it's just, everything is a problem. You just, you feel the heaviness of life. And then there's, beyond that, there's a room of total joy where everybody's dancing and singing and nobody experiences anything in the light of Hashem. And as soon as you step foot in that room, you can't feel dark, you can't feel problems because the whole atmosphere of that room is just pure light. Imagine if we had those two rooms. So to speak, we do. So when you... So, so Dabna Melech is saying in Tehillim about Hashem, he's saying, in your light, in that second room, Orcha, near Or, in your light, you know, comes our light. Um, trying to find the Pasuk here. Sorry. Um, in that place, then your light starts, then something else starts to happen. Your light starts to shine. When you step into that room where it's all Hashem's light, then something even higher, there's a, there's a default light in that room. Anybody who steps into that room just feels incredibly luminous. And that's, there, there is no possibility of darkness there. It just doesn't exist. That's Orcha, your light Hashem. And yet higher than that is the light the light that will come from you, that will produce, etc., the light that comes from that. Because, think about it, the room is amazing, it has incredible default energy, very luminous, but you yourself have your own, you are a, 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 a source of light in itself, you have your soul, etc., that makes you, unbeknownst to yourself, incredibly luminous. It's just not revealed most of the time because we're usually hanging around in that dark room where life is very dark and very problematic. But when you, with your own intrinsic light that you're not aware of, 
step into this room. Um, um, again, trying to find the, the pasuk. Right. With you as a source of life, in your light, light is visible. In your light, light is visible. So, meaning, stepping into that room, our light becomes visible and, and unpredictably luminous and powerful. That's what happens. And David and Melech is pointing this out and telling us that this becomes possible. Now, two comments I'm going to end off with on this. Remember that I said at the beginning, this mimer was said 1972, I guess, Tefshin Lamed Gimel. 1972, right. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, okay, got it, 1973. Okay, right, 1972. So again, these are the early years of Baal Shuvah Yeshiva women or yeshivas for Baal women, however you want to say it. What is that effectively? You're taking very luminous souls who somehow Hashem chose to sprinkle them around in the secular world and wasn't even afraid that they would get lost. Because at the last second, he would pull them all in you know, rein them all in after a long journey kind of in the rest of the world and pull everybody in. So you're talking about, obviously, very luminous souls in in regular regular lives, in regular families, in regular lifestyles, in regular universities, in regular jobs, in regular high schools, etc. But luminous souls. And then Hashem says, okay, now I'm going to create these institutions called yeshivas, yeshivas, for women, Balchuba women, in these, in these years, 1971, 72, 73, and this is when it started to happen. And what effectively it means is Hashem is putting luminous, neshamas that are luminous on their own, but not aware of it in any way, into these rooms of pure light, into the yeshivas of pure light. The yeshiva, I would term the archa in your light. These yeshivas are places of your light, Hashem. And they come with their own light that they're completely not aware of. And Hashem puts the two together. And that's called the beginning of the tshuva movement, especially through women, and especially through Balchuva women, um, in the merit of righteous women, you know, we will be redeemed. And so we'll end off with this, that the fact that this mimer is said, come, stand up and shine because your light has arrived. It's time for you to illuminate the world. Your light has arrived. The combination is about to happen. That was then. The combination began of luminous souls being sent into the luminous place of Imcha, of Tamchitzmimim for women. Hashem, a place of Hashem's light and the light that's produced, the light that's in that room of Hashem is, there's a default mode. The light that happens is a combination of these souls in that room, in Hashem's light, 
is infinitely beyond. And the potential is beyond what we can imagine. So when it comes to this high Elul, this year, this is not this is not a story about the past. This is a story about this year. Tough Shin Pei, 2020, and all of that. About what becomes possible and what becomes, I'm going to even say, mandatory. David HaMelech is telling us, this is mandatory. The Alter Rebbe is telling us, the Baal Shem Tov is telling us, through Chai Elo, we're activating you. Stand up and shine. Spread your light. And you will be given more and more and more the more you spread it. And surely, this Chai Elo, please God, we should find ourselves in the basin of Zisha Shlishi, spreading that incredible light of Mashiach to the entire world.